Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, REIT lovers. The show is for you. Should there be tweaks made to the gearing ratio limit so that S REITs have some sort of relief in an environment where we're seeing higher interest rates and lower property valuations? These have pushed aggregate leverage ratios of many S REITs towards those regulatory limits. So, is there a need for flexibility? Is there a need for investor protection? How do we balance the two? We'll get to that in just a while during the show. But first, an overview. The SREIT sector has come under intense pressure given that unforgiving rising interest rate environment. Are we on the other end, though, of higher rates for longer? The outlook has mauled stock markets. The real estate segment, in particular, the REIT sector, has borne the full force of this sell-down. Many SREITs recently traded close to 52-week lows as the U.S. 10- and 30-year government bond deals climbed to their highest level since 2007, following strong jobs data from the U.S. But how have S-REITs fared in the third quarter of this year? And with the renewed hawkish tone of the U.S. Fed, we've seen how those signals have led to volatility just last week. How do dividend yields hold up against the likes of other money market opportunities like government bonds or bank deposits? We break it all down with Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Michelle. All right, give us the S-REIT report card for the third quarter of 2020. 23, what are you seeing in terms of numbers? In general, the REIT manager, basically, they are still adjusting to the high interest environment. Mm-hmm. Some of the DPO, they have some hit and misses. So it's expected in the coming uh, earning release, they w- will be uh, seeing whether how many uh, REIT has a growth in DPO, which I don't, I don't think is likely. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because the rental reversion may not be able to catch up a fast uh, hike in interest rate. So, uh, most probably that the coming quarter, the DPO will still, will still be affected. And they probably need another two more quarters to really see that actually the, the lease expiry with the higher rental revision, uh, they can uh, offset the, the high interest rate environment. You're going to need so, about two more quarters. Okay. Yeah, two more quarters. Because because normally one or two quarters, you don't really see a trend. The, mm. the most important thing is to see the trend mm. because this is to... to to see how the CFO and also the management team navigate through this uh, tough environment. Right, right. And it takes time to read those trends. What are you seeing in the month of September, though? The SREIT benchmark declining 3.4% in total return. That are just a short life. After that, we know that there's a spike in the 10-year government bond yield uh, in U.S. uh, So it spiked up to 4.9%, which is a 16 years high. From there onwards, basically, there's a huge sell-off in the uh, REIT sector itself. And it's really built to the, the risk-free rate because when the, there's a, such a spike in the risk-free rate, the yield spread, there's a yield spread compression mm. and the risk price has to come down to really maintain the historical average yield spread of the about 4% of a FTSE uh, SDR index. Is that the main reason we're witnessing a sell-off? The sell-off, I think that's the main reason because if you look at the big institution itself, they're always using uh, yield spread as a guide and to do their portfolio rebalancing. They, they may be sell-off in the, in the certain... 
uh, index fund itself to quickly uh, reduce their position in the REIT sector. When we look at September, though, for the month, uh, three REITs that declined, uh, bucked the declining trend were Fraser's Hospitality Trust, Ames APEC REIT and Sabana Industrial REIT. And we'll get to the subsectors of hospitality and uh, industrials in just a while. But what sort of impact do you think uh, the messages that we're hearing from the Fed uh, on interest rates will have on S-REITs in terms of the near term? In the near term wise, uh, the interest rate is expected to stay high, stay at this level, uh, 5.25% and 5.5% band until end of the year. Uh, there are a lot of talk talking about the interest rate is going to uh, have another rate hike, but based on the CME Group 30 days uh, Fed Fund rate uh, probability, it is unlikely the Fed will continue to raise the rate. And based on November probability, that's 91.5%, you stay at the current level, and December probability, is 72.1 you stay at current level and if you look beyond that in 2024 uh, in Q3 2024 there's a 82% uh, interest cut expectation and by end of Q4 2024 there's 98% rate cut so based on all these uh, futures uh, data uh, it looks like the interest rate will be picking at the current level and stay for another 6 to 9 months uh, before start coming down in Q3 2024 yep that's what we've been hearing as well. And so I wanted to start the show off by saying, are we on the other side of the higher for longer sort of line? All right. So far, the overall SREIT market, Kenny, has fallen nearly 7.5% since the start of the year. If you look at the STI, that's dipped only about 1% since 2023 started. Meanwhile, the S&P Global REIT has plunged over 6.9% in 2023. Has the SREIT market's performance uh, since the beginning of this year come as any surprise? I think it's more in line with the global uh, REIT market itself. No surprise and basically no investor, especially big institutions like the REIT sector now. Right? But but being a contrarian investor, when nobody like the, the REIT sector, is it a good time to accumulate for those uh, strong fundamental REIT? I, I will look at the uh, that way. Uh, there will be an opportunity here and there in the REIT sector itself because the interest rate will not stay long forever. When the interest rate start to drop, the interest cost expense of the REIT itself, you also start to drop and that will help, really help in uh, boosting the dividend moving forward. But investors just need the patience to really wait it out and also probably the bottom uh, of the REIT sector itself probably you'll be in uh, this quarter Q4 mm-hmm. or maybe Q1 2024. When there is a more visibility of a uh, Fed decided, okay, let's let's call it a day. We'll stop interest rate and let's talk about cutting rate. Then, when there's a clear message from a Fed itself, probably we we can uh, see the light of the tunnel and that will be probably the bottom of the rate. Important, important messages we need clarity on. What about weak Forex? Is that also and higher borrowing costs? Is that also contributing to the declines we've seen? It depends on their debt profile. Uh, some of the rate uh, have the profile in, they borrow in Sing dollar and invest in other other countries and some of them are also paying the, the dividend in Sing dollar. It really depends on what would be the forex movement and also what are the dividend or the currency class that the Singapore rate they are borrowed and also to pay dividend. It's, it's very much depends on the uh, where they are borrowing from. For example, some of the rate they are borrowing that from Japan uh, and, and in yen 
uh, which has a very low interest rate. So that may help. But if they borrow in USD, uh, especially all those US rates, you can see that actually the all-in interest cost is pretty high. Right. So it all depends on where they're borrowing from. You mentioned global, no global investor likes the REIT market. Uh, is there more room to drop in terms of what we're seeing with S-REITs? Based on technical analysis and also chart pattern, the FUSI SD REIT index currently has already broken the October 2022 low, the previous low in October 2022. At the present moment, the trend is down. All the moving averages pointing uh, is a downtrend and we may retest on the March 2020, the COVID crash. If you can remember, we have a uh, uh, interview during that time. March 2020, we probably will be visit that low and this indicates there will be probably uh, another 10% drop. It's purely based on chart pattern and support and resistance. We started by, I think, comparing uh, S-REIT payouts and, um, you know, treasury yields. So S-REITs traditionally invest favorites because they tend to pay out high dividends, but then other listed uh, sort of issues. But according to analyst yields from dividends seem to pale compared with other risk-free market opportunities like government bonds. So what do you say to that argument? It depends on the investment uh, investor horizon, the investing horizon. If the investor they, are, they would like to have a, a short-term liquidity and they should park their money under the T-bill or even Singapore saving bond. But if they have a longer horizon maybe for 5 years, 10 years, this is a good time to lock in the high yield and uh, at a huge discount or the price to book valuation. So it very much depends on the, the investment horizon. But one thing to for the investor to take note that the T-bill, treasury bill yield uh, will not stay high forever. And we can see that actually next year there probably will be a 100 basis point cut in the interest rate and eventually the interest rate will be normalized maybe to 2 to 3% for, for Singapore context. So uh, interest rate definitely you you drop moving forward and the investor having a high yield now does not mean that they're going to have a high yield forever. So though that's one thing that investor have to take note. They can get 4% now, but maybe two or three years later, they can only get 2%. But if you lock in the, the read with good fundamental, they're giving you 6%, basically you are able to lock in 6% per patcher. At the same time, if the read can continue to grow their DPO, your yield on cost basically is increasing year over year. Strong arguments for S-REITs. You mentioned March 2022 and you know how contrarian investors would look at that as an opportunistic window to buy into S-REITs. Um, when you compare where we are now, is it still worth looking into the S-REIT sector? Is it just as exciting now as it was in March 2022, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, March 2020, Michelle. March, March 2020, 2020, the COVID yeah. crash three years ago. So if I look at the average valuation for the whole REIT sector itself, just some number for your reference, then your saliva will be drooling. <laughs> March 2020, the price to bulk during the COVID crash for the whole uh, Singapore REIT sector is 0.8. That means that there's a 20% discount wow. to the fair rate. Already at salivating. Present, mm-hmm. Yeah, at the present moment, the price to book for the whole Singapore REIT sector is 0.71. It's even lower than the March 2020 market crash. But if you compare the economic then and the economic now, now we are in a better shape in terms of economy, in terms of the so-called renter, and, and we have an escalating renter, we have an inflation all coming in. Right. The only thing that the, the renter is not able to adjust fast enough to really contribute a dividend because there is a, always a lease expiry term for the rate manager. You've excited so, me, Kenny. I'm totally excited <laughs> now. 
Uh, people running around the studio, I can see that. A lot of action here as well. Did you want to round up that argument, though? Uh, round up argument, probably uh, can sit, uh, I, I have can share some tips of what investors can do at the present moment because there are basically two camps of thought and there are a lot of fear uh, in the risk sector itself. A yep. lot of, many, many investors, they are really shunned away. By the way, this kind of bloodbath in the risk sector is not new. And whatever comes down will go up eventually. Mm-hmm. And just pay attention that we are investing in real estate. Real estate, as long as there's a traffic, as long as there's a people like us to visit the shop, mm-hmm. the real estate can continue to generate rental income. That will continue to pay us a dividend. The real estate will not disappear. They'll be forever there. Un- unless there's another war breakout in Singapore or some other places, then all the real estate becomes zero, <laughs> wiped out. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, you lost all your rental income. Eventually, uh, investor, uh, when you invest in the real estate sector, just need to stick to the, the common sense. When you're doing the real estate investment, the common sense is you buy a property, good property at a good location at a good discount. Also need to make sure the rental income is sustainable and keep growing. So you just stick to this principle. Actually, you can see a lot of opportunity in the real sector itself because REIT at the end of the day is a proxy to real estate investing. Right. That's a lot of good stuff there, especially the discount that you've given us some clarity on. I want to talk a little bit about regulatory limits because there's been a lot of uh, market chatter about that, whether or not the regulatory limits for S-REIT gearing should be tweaked. So DBS continues to favor uh, industrial and retail subsectors. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But first, the regulatory limits. So the Business Times at a poll and experts say, you know, there's a need for flexibility and then you need to weigh that against investor protection as well. We're talking about higher interest rates, lower property valuations and the average leverage ratios um, being pushed towards regulatory limits. Do you think that that there should be some flexibility perhaps when we think about gearing racial limits? Should they be changed? Yes, I believe that uh, there need to be have some flexibility because there are many, many things, although we set some rules and some regulation, there's always a by left and by right, Michelle. And that's what I mean, <laughs> by left and by right. So uh, the objective of setting the game ratio at 50% is to prevent the uh, rate manager over leverage and also too aggressive in the acquisition and use that to grow the portfolio. That is a good intention. Those are the management decisions can get the rate into the trouble if you don't have that kind of limit. But on another hand, under the current uh, environment, the breach of gearing limit, for example, uh, Manulife uh, US rate is not really due to the, the management action. It's mm basically due to the valuation in the market itself is right. totally uncontrollable and in, the interest rate is go, just, just go up too fast uh, too furious at the same time the back to office uh, trend uh, is, is not as expected those are the one time event so I think that uh, the regulator should give some flexibility uh, if this is an uncontrollable event and eventually give more time to this is by left method right? give more time to the manager to, to resolve itself because if you, if you think of the value itself. If you do nothing, the property is still there. It's still a class A trophy property uh, at a good location. If you do nothing, you just wait for two and three, two or three years. The valuation will come back eventually when the interest rate drops and when the occupancy rate go up. So right. when, when it go back to the mean itself, automatic valuation go up and we should not use this uh, regulatory uh, uh, limit to really force the uh, REIT manager to do some stupid thing at the present moment. Okay, speaking of REIT managers and their action, 
conditions uh, with the risk of breaching those gearing limits inching higher uh, with, with the possibility of asset devaluations and continued interest rate pressures. How do you see S-REITs re-strategizing in terms of their leverage? In terms of leverage, you can see that there are quite many uh, REITs start to reduce their gearing at the present moment, uh, which is the right thing to do Hmm. because uh, having high gearing and also under the high interest environment, you are paying unnecessary high interest costs. That will eat into the DPO. It makes sense to really bring down the interest costs. And another thing that uh, also surfaced out is a secure and unsecure borrowing ratio. So uh, last time under the low interest environment, no one is really paying attention to the secure and unsecure borrowing. But now due to some uh, debt covenant itself, this, this ratio become more and more important. That there's a pro and con on secure and un- unsecured. If you are uh, getting the secure borrowing, probably your interest rate will be lower. If you're getting the unsecured, the interest rate will be higher. But on the other hand, it, the REIT manager will lose control over the property that pledged to the creditor. Okay. From REIT manager's control, let's move to uh, subsectors that are seeing some favorable assessments. So DBS continues to look well on industrial and retail subsectors, even as the US Fed's guidance on tighter monetary conditions seems to be restricting S-REITs in the near term. Uh, Are you on board with uh, DBS favoring industrial and retail subsectors? Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, The safer sector in terms of the DPO payout and also trend is still coming from industrial sector. So if an investor would like to have a stable dividend and less shock to the to the DPO payout itself, industrial sector is uh, should be in the core portfolio. For the retail sector, it very much depends on which country we are looking at. In Singapore, of course, it's, it's pretty uh, safe. We can see the tourist uh, arrival in Singapore and also the recovery on the retail sales is breaking new high. But for the China itself, uh, need to be very careful in the retail sector because we the GDP has been dropping. The, the the recovery has, has not been as, as good as expected. Right. So, and, and it's just too far away from us. We, we only, only know new, uh, the, the, uh, learn the retail sales sector uh, from China through the news. We, we, we cannot physically go and feel uh, to see how the traffic, whether the business is doing well, whether there are a lot of closing on the shop itself. We, we can't have a feel. So that, that sector, uh, retail sector in overseas or the overseas portfolio has to be uh, a little bit careful on it when investors really want to invest in the retail sector uh, in the overseas rate. Okay, good sound of caution there when it comes to retail and overseas REITs. We know that quality REITs provide great opportunities for investors with a medium to long-term horizon. But with all this volatility, I have to ask, Kenny, what is your outlook for the rest of this year for S-REITs? The outlook would be if the chart really comes true, if my my chart analysis is really true, there may be another 10% downside to the next support level of 600 points for the FTSE. FD index. So uh, from there onward, you'll be moving sideways for a while until there is a better visibility on the Fed, whether there will definitely pause the interest rate or they show the strong indication that uh, they will cut the interest rate in 2024. And, and things may change overnight when when there is uh, some of the uh, there's a new set of data coming in to show that the economy of the US is weaker than expected. It may change. Yeah, especially now there are a lot of uncertainty in, in the market itself. There's another war breakup in Israel, so we do not know what is going to happen when there's a war breakup in issue uh, uh, Israel and it's the side effect role to uh, Iran and Iran also in, inside the war itself. You, you can imagine that actually the the oil price you shoot up when oil price is shoot down the inflation. It 
come back and maybe, who knows? Should there be a contagion effect, then that could be a scenario that plays out. But in the meantime, you're expecting further discounts. Yeah, sure. All right, got it. Thank you so much. Kenny Lowe is a REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. This has been Money and Me, your S-REIT watch this morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.